0: Hi, thank you for tuning into this short story episode of the Digital Nomad Stories podcast. Over the past months, I've interviewed a lot of digital nomads and I've learned so much from all of them. I wanted to highlight some of the key insights I got from all the interviews released so far. So I decided to release a 10 to 15 minute short story episode every Thursday, in addition to the full interviews that go live every Monday. Hey nomads um, so talking about life-changing episodes on the podcast, I think this interview that I had with Jordan Carroll is definitely one of those. to give you a little bit of context, if you don't know me uh, at all or not that well, then you might not notice, but I never started my career. I went to university, got all my degrees and never actually started a career that I was planning to start because I just didn't really know what I wanted to do, like I changed my mind after getting all the degrees. I thought about getting a remote job but it just felt like something that could not be done and that is how eventually I ended up starting my own business. So first I started freelancing and then that turned into my own business, the podcast babes, what it is now. But I think my life could have looked completely different if I actually would have believed in myself and in the opportunity that a remote job brings. Anyway, this to tell you that I have zero experience with remote jobs, so remote nine to fives or whatever you want to call it. However, I have met so many people who are really successful in just working remotely, traveling, and it gives them a lot of opportunities to travel, to not worry about finances because they have to study paycheck. And one of the people I think uh, the person who probably knows the most about finding remote jobs is Jordan Carroll and in the interview that I had with him we talked a lot about finding remote jobs, why you would like a remote job or why freelancing or starting your own business would be a better choice and Jordan has done it all, Um, like literally all of them. He had a remote job, he freelanced and now he has his own business so he can share a lot of Thoughts and perspective on which one to choose and when, which option is a good is a good choice and things like that. Anyways, I started rambling. I will try to keep it short because this short story episode is actually not that short. So, anyways, this is my favorite part of the interview I had with Jordan Carroll. So, when your client wants a remote job because they want to go travel the world, what is the first? First step that you tell them to do, like, what is the your your advice for how to get started?
1: Yeah, so and obviously this is a great question, one that I get, um, you know, uh, from a lot of different types of people. And the first thing that I would say is there are a lot of people that just want to work from home, right, and like be around their dog, be around their family. So it's not always the case that people want to go travel. Um, obviously this podcast is a little bit more about travel. So um, I do want to say that first, it's okay if you want to work remote just so that you can work from home. Like that's a big motivation. There's a lot of people right now that are being pulled back into the office and that's very frustrating for them because they've spent maybe over a year working remotely and now their company's like, Hey, you know, that whole remote thing that we just did where you actually did pretty well working remotely. Well, it doesn't matter. Come back to the office. (laughs) And people are like, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't do it. So when deciding what the first step is for anyone, it's really a self-awareness of where they're at currently, because the first step may be very different for someone who is being pulled back to an office versus someone who just doesn't even have a job right now. So I, I often look at where the person's at, what it is that they're going through, kind of understand their situation, and try to help guide them based on that. Mindset is the first and most important thing everyone needs to evaluate. So no matter what your situation, one of the first things I ask people is, do you believe that you can actually do it? It's It sounds so simple, but it's so powerful because if you don't, deep down if you don't believe that you that this is possible that's going to shape the narrative that plays out in your life yeah
0: oh so interesting yeah I definitely I I definitely had that like when I started um well I I just told people I'm going traveling and I'll be back in about a year but in my head I was like "Mm, maybe I want to try out this digital nomad thing but I didn't think I could actually do it I don't know why, because so many other people are doing it. Um, but I thought, mm, yeah, you know, like, that's that sounds like something I cannot do uh, for some reason. So I'll just tell people I go traveling, so then it's safe. Like, I cannot fail. Even if yeah. I go back, it's fine. I didn't fail. Um, so I think it's very, very important that the work that you do with your clients to also work on mindset because otherwise it's not going to happen like this, right. um, believe of, or like understanding that it's possible needs to be there. Yeah.
1: We got, we got tons of blind spots, you know, like we, and I actually wrote a post about this yesterday. It's, it's crazy the limitations that we will argue for, for ourselves. Like, we just have all this subconscious programming that tells us what's possible, what's not possible, and how the world works. And it truly is eye opening when you can disprove yourself on some of those things, but you do have to believe first. And, and that is just so hard for some people. So, what I try to do is, is we use some. Um, different techniques of of questioning and of reflection to to really kind of attack those beliefs first and, and just start them off on a playing field where they can be successful. And then I really ask people to understand what their ideal lifestyle is. That's another big first step because you shouldn't be approaching any companies or jobs that can't provide you with your ideal lifestyle. So if you wanna go travel and work, work around the world and you wanna work for a company and do that, you need to understand what types of companies will hire someone like that. Because there's not, there's not as many as you might think. Again, it goes back to remote jobs. Many of them have restrictions. 95 plus percent of them have restrictions. So you need to play the game strategically with your lifestyle, your ideal lifestyle in mind first.
0: If you want to, if you're deciding between getting a remote job and starting your own business, what are some of the? And you did both, right? You you had remote jobs and you also started your own business. What are some of the advantages of getting a remote job instead of just starting your own thing?
1: Yeah, uh, and I bet I bet you can probably attest to this, but you know, having a, a a job where you can actually clock out or you can actually you know, leave the work environment and not feel like you're still uh, responsible for all of your income. There's just um, the employee mindset versus the entrepreneurial mindset are very different. So this is where it becomes really good to understand who you are and have that self-awareness because starting a business these days is easier than it's ever been lower barrier to entry than there's ever been, but the highest amount of competition. And there's a a pretty big learning curve, although you can start a pretty simple business, you can make money pretty quickly. But for a lot of people, it doesn't work that way, you're going to go through some bumps. And I think when you find a job, you know, you're contributing to a team and you're part of something that's uh, maybe already established or at least more established than your business would be. So I find that there, for a lot of people, there's huge benefits in being an employee and not having all of their income reliant on their ability to sell their product or sell their service or whatever it may be. There may be more freedom starting your own business, but I mean, for me, at least the first year that I had my business, you know, I don't think I, I made less than $10,000, I think. So it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not it easy takes time. Yeah, it, it takes time. And that's why I recommend getting a job, a remote job, and then starting a side business, you know, like, Oh, build I it wish
0: on. I did that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you end up wanting to eventually be an entrepreneur be what's called an entrepreneur, where you go into a company and especially if you're working in small organizations which you know i worked for a company with two people i worked for a company with 10 people i worked for a company with 200 some odd people so if you can work for those smaller to mid-sized companies and and provide a ton of value and work cross-functionally and learn the skills you can apply those skills to a side business and set up a landing. All you really need to do for a business nowadays is set up a landing page, have a product to sell and drive traffic to it and test it. Like that's really all you need to do to see if you validate your idea.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like looking back, I was, I'm was i always like, oh, I wish I've done that. It would have made my life, life definitely easier um, because starting in business, yeah, like you said, it can take some time before you have A stable income before there's money coming in and you even if it's if it's an online business there are some investments you need to make at least in my experience and I wish I had the money to make those investments from the start instead of just doing everything myself bootstrapping and then I don't know like it it definitely took some time before it was all stable enough to actually live off and um you can go to asia uh, southeast asia and live there and live off 300 euros per or dollars per month and do that uh i've i've done it and uh, it was no fun <laughs> wouldn't recommend it
1: <laughs> it's not but it's if, if you know if that's what it took for you then that's what it took so like your path is your own path and it sounds like you made it work right so there was so many many lessons in that that are invaluable that if you had done it any other way wouldn't be who you are now
0: yeah true this was my journey but I wouldn't recommend it to other people yeah yeah
1: (laughs) no I'm the the same I think I've gone through paths where I've got you know I quit everything that's how I started was I literally quit everything and I was just like I'm gonna I had, I had uh, three months, I think, of a gap between my quitting and then my leaving date for Lisbon. And I was like, I don't have a job, but I'm going to figure this out. I've got three months before I leave the country. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it did help, again, that I had saved up money, though, too, right? Like, I I'd had some money that if I really needed to, I could live off that for the next, you know, half year or whatever so it was like i felt safe enough with my risk but also it felt scary enough where i was like i need some income because i'm still spending a lot of money
0: yeah yeah that's also weird i think uh if you had a job before then all of a sudden there's no money coming in anymore Mm -hmm. i had that when i started traveling i was like oh jesus this is this is weird there's only money going out um so Jordan, when you started uh, with Remote Year and you were freelancing, how did it go with finding a work-life balance or a work routine while on the road? I mean, for many people, including me, um, that is also a thing, right? I mean, that you just experience. Um, So how was that for you?
1: Brutal. Absolutely brutal. (laughs) Because I... I would go to Lisbon first and Portugal's five or six hours, I think from the standard time zone that I was working in. So I was working until 11 or 12 at night, every night. And I, at the time I was working a commission only job as a freelancer. So I only made money if I sold the programs on the phone. So I was like, I was doing like basically telemarketing. So I, I was having to go into the, and, and the Wi-Fi wasn't good at our house, the place that we were staying. So I have to go into the workspace from whatever, like 3 p.m., 2 p.m., and stay there until 11 or midnight every night. And that was very difficult for me. I just remember being, like, thinking to myself, is, like, is this what this is about for me? Like, is there another way? So I ended up leaving that particular freelance gig after a couple of months. And it was, it was just, uh, there, there was no balance at the beginning because I was so scared of it stopping, like this life stopping that I did everything I could to start building the, you know this foundation of what my business was gonna be and what I wanted to do. And I ended up getting a job at Remote Year at the end of my program, which was one of my goals. So for me, that was, that was huge because it offered me another way to earn income, do what I really enjoyed, work for an awesome company that was remote first and would let me live anywhere in the world. And I could do their programs at a discount. It was like the perfect thing. So when I, when I started with Remote Year, one of my goals was to get a job there. And that's what i had told people but in the in the meantime i was like well i gotta freelance i gotta start my coaching business i'm gonna do all these little things and see what works basically Mm
0: -hmm. okay and then when you after that we um that freelance gig that you just had you online until the middle of the night and you had to work those hours So did you find after that, did you find more of a balance? Like how did that go? And working for remote year, was that more of a like normal working hours or was it still that you had to be online for eight hours every day slash night and be in different time zones? Or did it get better from there?
1: It definitely provided me more structure. So like I was working within a team and I kind of knew when our standing meetings were going to be each week. So, you know, you had to be available for certain meetings, but I could set my schedule because we, we were catering to people all over the world. And a lot of people would call in to like, I was, I was also in, in sales at remote year. So I would be calling people and I would be setting up meetings and they'd be setting up meetings with me to talk about the programs. So since we're, Talking to people all over the world, it's in all different time zones. And, and even if not, a lot of people can't talk during the workday so they can only talk after their workday. So it was actually an advantage to be, you know, in, in other countries at that time, because I could I could cover some of the shifts like later in the day that maybe someone in the. US wouldn't want to cover, because I had a, a later time zone. So it actually worked out pretty well, and I could set my own schedule to uh, to a sense. But I still had certain metrics that I had to hit every day that were monitored. So that was something that, as long as you're hitting those metrics and you're doing well, you know the company was really supportive, exciting. it was it was a lot of work because we were just this you know startup trying to make it in in the travel industry which is difficult. We were just grinding. So everybody was grinding. So there still wasn't necessarily a clean balance. And it's, it's hard to ever achieve that. I think, I don't even think it's possible, but, uh, there was more structure and I could be a little bit more conscious of how I set up my day, which was nice.
0: Yeah. So why did you, uh, leave because now you have your businesses, yeah, uh, that that's your your um, how do I say that? You don't have another job uh, anymore, right. right? It's just a business that you do yeah. now.
1: Yeah, so I had had the coaching business as kind of a um, uh, a side business, right? So I started it, I think, late two thousand seventeen, early two thousand eighteen, and I didn't really know what it was then. And then, as I worked at Remote Year, because I worked in the sales organization, and I talked to people every day about their dreams to work remotely, I realized how many people were being held back because they didn't have a remote job. 50% of the people that would call in would think that we were setting up a remote job for them to be able to travel. Remote Year is not like that. Remote Year is basically bring your own remote job, we'll take care of the logistics of being a digital nomad. You know, we'll we'll rent the the apartment for you. We'll provide you with a the community, there's events, there's structure. We'll do the flights, so they take care of all that stuff for you. You just come and show up with your job. Really really cool platform. But I realized after talking to so many people I was like, man, there's a market here because half the people that call in don't have a job and they don't know how to get a remote one.
0: Did you just quit your job and started going all in on the business or were you just building it up more and more and then quit your job when the business was going well enough?
1: Well, I, I definitely was building on the side and I'd gotten to a point where the attention that I knew it was going to require to do the actual business was no longer just a side, you know, like a side business. It had to become my main thing if I was going to actually take it seriously. And I was faced with that that decision. And at Remote Year, I was coming to a time where I was getting very, uh, I was getting exhausted. I was getting burnt out because we were just expected to do so many calls. And I'm trying to do this business on the side and I'm trying to still you know, do well in my role. And it was just like, I had to make a decision. And and I finally did, which I think was for my benefit. Um, Shortly after that, maybe four or five months, six months later, uh, and the pandemic happened. And Remote Year, because it's a travel company, had to temporarily suspend all operations. So I couldn't have done it at a better time, honestly. And I'm very thankful that I made the decision.
0: And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it very, very much. I would appreciate it even more if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. That way, more people can find this podcast, more people can hear the inspiring stories that we're sharing, and the more people we can impact for the better. So... Thank you so much if you are going to leave a review. I really appreciate you and I will see you in the next episode.